weather that storm of criticism or am I going to take the chance that I won't be here around to be criticized? Because mm. it's going to make you crazy. It will make oh, you yeah. sick. Mm-hmm. And you'll run your, yeah, you know, you'll run so yourself true. into the ground because that's what happened to me. We have with us today, Lenita Blackwell Mitchell, who is an intuitive business coach. Please find out more about Lenita at LenitaMitchellBlackwell.com slash books. You can also learn about her newest book, Live Life on Fire. Get ready for some great information. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Earrings Off. We want to invite you to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook at Earrings Off Podcast and on Instagram at The Earrings Off Podcast. Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Let's get started. Well, we are excited. We have with us today Lenita Mitchell Blackwell, and we are thrilled to have you with us today. So welcome to Earrings Off. Thank you so much, Lou and Teresa, for having me today. All righty. Okay. So tell us, why are more than a third of people unhappy with their lives? That's a lot. That is a lot. That is a lot. That means that if you're standing with two other people, at least one of them is deeply unhappy with the way that they are moving through the world, which is concerning because we all go to work. And we're volunteering in these awesome organizations. Most of us are congregating in our spiritual communities as well, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason is because we are still trying to live someone else's definition of success, Luke. We have actually taken that list that was given to us by very well-meaning people when we were small that said, do well in school. Go to college or learn a trade or go to the military and make something of yourself. Work hard, make money, have a family, but keep going and stay on the hamster wheel. And then we look up and we think to ourselves, I don't even like this. And we have no idea how to get off because we've been checking off boxes Mm-hmm. from somebody else's list. Right, right. That is so true. And it's it's uh, interesting that you're saying that, Lenita, because I recently had a conversation with my sister where she made some remark and it was reminiscent of my mom. And mm. I, it took me a long time to get to the point where I, I knew my mom loved me. She, like you said, had the best of intentions, but that was then, this is now. And we have to be okay with making an assessment that, you know what, that's not really going to work for me. And that's what I was saying to my sister. It's okay. It's not disrespectful to say, you know what, she had the best of intentions, but not so sure that's going to work for me. Yes. Yes, Lou. Yes. (laughs) And once we realize that, then we have the duty and obligation to ourselves to create a new list. Right. But you know, in our culture, that's a hard thing to do. Oh, you just spoke a whole word. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. You don't want to be seen as disrespectful or uppity. And who do you think you are when you're charting a different path? Yes. 
Yeah. Yes. But then you have to get to a place where you, like I did, where you have to make the decision, am I going to weather that storm of criticism or Mm -hmm. am I going to take the chance that I won't be here around to be criticized? Because Mm -hmm. it's going to make you crazy. It will make you sick. Mm -hmm. And you'll run your, yeah, you know, you'll run yourself into the ground because that's what happened to me. So, yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. Can you share a little bit about that? Absolutely, Teresa. Okay. So I was, and I, I say this in jest, but I'm really not playing. I was addicted to hearing the applause. I okay. liked hearing people say, Lanita, you're amazing. Oh my gosh, I love having you on my team. Your resume is yeah. so impressive. And I would just keep going, working crazy hours. And even after my body was like, I don't like this. I can't sustain this. And my hair started breaking off. My what? nails literally, yes, my nails literally split down the middle. Ooh. So they didn't, yes. And I had these like marks in my face. All I did was buy wigs, MAC makeup, and I got acrylics. And I kept on going. Wow. Right. I'm serious. That's that's how addictive it was. And it was not until my child found me passed out from exhaustion one day and I couldn't get up. And her little six-year-old self, because they're so sweet when they're little like that, right? Mm -hmm. She took the blanket from her bed and put it over my body and a pillow under my head. And she kissed me and said, good night, mommy. And the only energy I had was to say good night, baby. I couldn't even put my own baby to bed because I'm sitting there. Oh, Lenita, you're just so great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that, that was, that was the wake up call. Wow. That's quite a wake up call. It was, but you know what? And and I, I like to be fully transparent because people like these defining moments and then everything just changed and, but that's not real. Yeah, And even though that was the defining moment for me to know that something needed to change, I didn't know what. And -hmm. it was not until about two years later when I was diagnosed from stage four endometriosis. Mm -hmm. And I was faced with, we might not be able to get you in the same condition you were in when you wake up, because this is like very serious. But I said, now I need to get help. And I hired professionals to help me to redo my life okay and I worked with a performance coach who told me you have too much going on and she made me write down everything I had I had over seven pages and she said you got to get down to two and then I started working with a soul coach and she helped me to integrate meditation breathing and stretching into my prayer life so that I could stay out of that addictive life. Mm. Because it's one thing for you to say, I want to stay out, right? But you have to have the tools mm-hmm. to do so. Right. And I'm going to tell you what, I, I like very much what you said, Lenita, about, okay, you knew something had to change, but it didn't magically change. Mm-hmm. It didn't. Two years, you were working on this. You hired professionals, even as accomplished as you are. Mm -hmm. You recognize, I need help with this. 
and you sought the help and used resources to try to move you forward. And a lot of times um, we just think admitting that there's a problem is it. No, you have to do the hard work then. So, yes. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm hmm. I got All Teresa right. rubbing her chin like, yeah, oh, so where do, do we go from here? You do, you do. I want to, yeah, you do. Um, amazing story. Um, so let, talk a little bit about emergencies. Emergencies. Yes. What is a emergency? Teresa, it's that foolishness that you wake up in the morning and somebody has texted you with that could have really waited and maybe not have been sent at all. <laughs> so how do you navigate it? Well, yeah. first of all, these little devices that we have, we have to use the tools that are on them. So mm -hmm. one of the things that I do is I have do not disturb on my phone mm -hmm. from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. That mm -hmm. gives me a chance to get up in the morning to do my prayers, my meditation, my stretching. If I'm working out that morning, get my child situated, kiss my husband, and then my mind is ready to face whatever is coming. Okay. Mm -hmm. We have to command our day right. and not allow other things, people, situations to command us. Right. A right. emergency is something that there's really nothing you can do about it. And sometimes there's nothing you should do about it. That person can deal with it, him or herself. But we feel pulled. We feel obligated to engage in that. And it does nothing but suck us dry. Yeah. It's like an energy vampire. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And see, I think that's why conversations like this are so important. That Sharice yeah. and I are big proponents of sharing with the community so that we get the information we need to build better lives. I was at a bridal shower this um, past weekend, and one of the young ladies that I've known uh, since she was a young girl was sharing with uh, another uh, young mother. The young mother was saying, you know, it's challenging with my with my uh, male kid child with these, um, you know, with the games and technology. And I've done what I can to try to monitor. And uh, the, the young lady that I've known for years, she said, oh, no, 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 no. This is the technology you need. I, I shut everything off. I give them so many hours and everything <laughs> goes blank in my house. And she was telling her what to do, walking her through the steps. And I was... Yeah. You know, I was in the conversation with them, but I was—I just marveled at. Okay, she's getting this sister ready. Like when she goes home, her son's not going nowhere. <laughs> I love it. She's sharing like, no, no, no. I already been through that, you know, because her son was a little older. She said, "No, I got this down. Let me tell you what you need to be doing." <laughs> that and, is uh, hilarious. So you're right. We we have to get control. Yes. over lives and much of it is just getting control over the environment and technology and what we allow to that's interrupt right. you yes. know yeah yeah so that's very important so uh, Lenita tell us how do you burn down the old and build the new amazing life thank you for asking Lou because a lot of people think that I mean just trashing throw away get rid of everything well, that's what that I thought I was like, yeah yeah and, and you know I meant it to be visceral I wanted a reaction from that but and I I'm a spiritual person so I gotta every time you saw fire in the bible 
it signifies something good. Mm-hmm. The burning bush, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There was a sign. Each time you see fire in the Bible, it's something good. Something mm-hmm. amazing is about to happen. It is a sign of change is a coming, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the same thing that I'm saying about your life. Your life is good. You have worked hard to establish it. Mm-hmm. The things we've accomplishment accomplished are wonderful. The people that we have met have served their purpose in our lives and we've served our purpose in theirs. Mm-hmm. What I am saying is that everything that you've accomplished is a measure of success that you can no longer look to, to define who you are, what you are, or how you serve. Mm-hmm. It can't be the intermittent and immediate gains of happiness. What I'm asking you to do is look to sustainable joy. Mm-hmm. And that requires us to yeah. redefine what success is. Mm-hmm. So instead of looking mm-hmm. at our lives and saying, I am happy because I've won this award, it is I am joyful to be living a life where people see value in the things that I am doing. Mm-hmm. That transcends the award, that transcends the process. And that lets you know, and people see that light shining in you and they want to to emulate that light that you are living your life purpose. You're you're walking in your destiny. Mm-hmm. And, and most of us, like I said in the beginning, we were raised by very well-meaning family members, community That's members. True. Right. To look to those things, because a grade is a thing, right? Mm-hmm. As being a measure of our self-worth and our well-being. And they are not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Um, So in regard to um, achieving that um, sustainable happiness, what can people do to feel more engaged with their lives? Absolutely, Teresa. So the first thing is to just pause and appreciate where we are right here and right now. We spend so much time worrying about tomorrow planning for the next thing, strategizing, that we forget that if right this moment is not taken care of, there can be no tomorrow. Mm. If we're ill, tomorrow means nothing because we don't have our health. Our, Our moment right now is trying to get well. So that's the first thing, to learn to engage with, embrace, and appreciate where we are right now. And then we have a jumping off point for tomorrow because tomorrow will now be framed with who do I want to be? How do I want to show up and serve? And what kind of example do I want to set? Because those identify the people that we will be engaged with. It's ourselves first the people over whom we have responsibility. So our children, elderly parents, possibly a company if we are running our own business. And then the next generation that we are charged with mentoring and coaching. We are a defined period of time in life and we have a responsibility, a 360 
degree responsibility to each person that we're touching. And when we look at our lives as as being important and well-rounded, that makes it a lot easier to move forward in power and not in fear. Mm. Mm. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. So, um, Lenita, what's the best use of frustration and anger? (laughs) Well, thank you for asking that. And I started laughing because most people are like, the best use is for me to cuss you out and then I feel better. And, 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 and you know, okay, so, Lenita, it's not that kind of show. I know, right? <laughs> but, but I get that. And I'm like, well, sometimes we do have to raise our voice and maybe we do have to use choice words, right? But we're talking about the moment beyond that. <laughs> now we, we've vented our spleen, as my mom would say. Wow. <laughs> right? So the best use of frustration is as fuel to move on to the next thing in our lives. Because anger and frustration indicate that there is something not quite right about this situation. And Mm -hmm. we have an opportunity to either fix it or to move on from it. And we know when we are equipped with the tools, the resources, and the network to fix something. But then even after we realize that, yes, I, I am the person for the job, is this the right time? Mm-hmm. Am I really the one who's supposed to do it? Right? And if mm-hmm. we know that we're supposed to move on from it, then we need to move on and just leave it behind. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we leave situations, but we keep looking back and we keep talking about it. We use it as a frame of reference for our future relationships and opportunities. Mm-hmm. That is not the purpose of this. It really is to indicate what needs to change in our lives. And then we have the opportunity, the freedom to make the choice. Either we're going to fix it or we're going to move on from it. So why is diversity essential to the progression of our world? Teresa, I I love you. Yes, <laughs> I, I do. Uh, so many people are afraid of the word diversity. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But the truth is diversity just means that we celebrate the things that make us different. Right. We are all beautiful. We yeah. are all necessary. And when we all work together, we can accomplish the impossible, the amazing. And diversity is important so that we do not develop a way of thinking that says I'm right all the time. Mm. That is the kind of thinking that leads to catastrophe. Yes, absolutely. And exclusion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the worst person on this planet at the end of the day really doesn't want that. It is, it is my theory that every person wants to be loved. Now love looks differently depending on the person. Right. But at the end of the day, that's what they want. And real love is embracing all that God has created and realizing that it is all beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well said. Um, so tell us, how do you define your own standard of success? And tell us how that leads to a joyful life. You've touched on that just a bit earlier, I think. Absolutely. So I have a 
definition of success that includes perfection and one that includes excellence. And I veer towards excellence because perfection by definition is living up to a standard. But if we dig into that, it is a standard that someone else has established. So you are literally living your life according to what someone else has defined for themselves. You're trying to wear somebody else's shoes and clothes and they're never going to fit. Wow. Going beyond that, that. you're right, Teresa. And (laughs) it gets even deeper. They are trying to emulate someone else. So their list, quote unquote, is actually someone else's. Mm -hmm. So this is a knockoff of a knockoff of a knockoff that you are trying to make fit into your life. And it's never going to. That is why I prefer excellence. Excellence is you creating your own standard and you realizing you have the freedom to change it as you go through life. Because my excellent at 47 is not my excellent that I was at 27. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be. I should be better. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I should be better. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Lenita, those are all of the questions we have for you today. You've certainly given us a lot of excellent information and uh, made some points that we certainly are going to have to go back and uh, mull over as we do assessments with regard to how we move forward and navigate life. But um, do you have any parting words for our audience, anything you care to share at this point? Absolutely. So Live Life on Fire is truly the guide to living the ultimate successful life full of peace, joy, and fulfillment. And when I wrote my book of the same name, it was to help people to breathe, to be in the moment, to live and flow, and to be in awe of their lives. And you can do that and still be successful, but that success can no longer be defined with just happiness. You gotta reach and go across the bridge to get to joy. And you do that by living in excellence as opposed to perfection. And if you'd like to know more, please visit my website at lenitamitchellblackwell.com where we can connect via social media. You can join my email list and we can just hang out together. All right. Okay. Thank you so much again for joining us, um, Lenita. Take good care. And you're always welcome here at Earrings Off. Thank you for having me. This was a blast, ladies. 